Welcome to Anything Goes, the best geek and pop culture podcast broadcast from Long Island, New York. I'm your host, Timothy Rooney. And if you look at the title, you can definitely tell that we're doing the Prisoner of Azkaban commentary track like we've done with the two previous Harry Potter books and movies. And now I have two guests to do this commentary with me. Who's with me today? Nikki Torres or Nikki Muggle. And Dakota Wiegand, like always. How's everybody doing? Eh, I can't complain. <laughs> I'm good. Well, I, I have half enthusiasm <laughs> and then half of just like, yeah. I hope this movie perked you up. I hope so. It's probably because I'm drinking a mark. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as like we have made, made several jokes in the Chamber of Secrets commentary, we are um, busting uh, Dakota's chops about Margs being short for margaritas, that now they have margaritas. <laughs> With in their possession for this commentary track, so hashtag Margs for Aunt Marge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then since this is a uh, commentary, but we're also going to, as well as being a podcast, we're going to try and provide as much context as possible. So if you want to sync this up with your own copy of Prison of Azkaban, put in the movie, get the timestamp zero, and press play when we're ready to go. Now, guys, are you ready to go? Very ready. Ready. <laughs> ready. All right. Three, two, one, and go. You should play it now. Now! As we got the oh news. God, this part. And this, this is part. the darkest of the three movies we've seen so far. So far, and it's only going to get darker here. Yeah. But I like the nice little chrome finish of the Warner Bros. logo. Yeah, it does look really cool. However, it does. It seems like if we should be watching a Batman movie all of a sudden. Like, Whatever I see... One of us is what I, that's what I always imagine. And Harry's playing with his wand under the covers right now. <laughs> first first shot's fired. And especially, like, they're not allowed to do that. So there's another instance of magic being... Done outside of yeah. school. Huh. I never realized that. Yeah, because we had it with Hermione fixing Harry's glasses in the... Yeah. And that as uh, second, Harry... Sorry. As Harry tries to read his book with his uh, his wand is failing him right now. He can't he, he can't keep the, can't keep it up apparently right now. That's, that's, that's too. Back <laughs> the microwave. <laughs> I have no words for you. No. No. Other than yes, there's a lot of chrome in this opening. You must have seen Mad Max. Oh, shiny and chrome. Shiny and chrome witness. His uncle, uncle, like we have, like we should put like the Benny Hill music underneath here with the two, with Uncle Bird keep coming in and out like that. Weird fade, wasn't that? This is, with the weird circular fade, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Open the door, Harry. There's our girl. Aunt, <laughs> Aunt Smaller she is. than what they describe in the book. Well, they they also beef up. Um, Dudley to an extreme amount as well before yeah. um, <clears throat> he loses all that weight. Yeah, before the awful. Diet. Well, at least in the books wise, because like, yeah. and also that he's blonde too. So, consistency yeah. <laughs> from the book from to movies have never has never been the key thing. Just we'll talk about uh, Harry's mother's eyes when we get there. <laughs> as we're introduced to Aunt Marge here, who is the evil sister of Uncle Vernon. Even Uncle Vern doesn't seem like he wants to deal with her. It just seems like it's yeah. She's a hindrance at this point. She's probably the big older sister that was a bully. Now, uh, this actress was she the one um, from Matilda who plays uh, <gasps> the, the, the principal? principal? Yeah. Oh, I think you're right. Like I, th- I think it is. 
Oh, my God. All right, like, she yeah, would she be is. significantly Oh, my God. Ooh. What, what is it? Get in the... Get in the... Oh, crap. I the chokey. The chokey, yes. Trunchbull. Trunchbull. Yes, that was back in 1996. And her chocolates and uh, the freaking cake scene is my still favorite thing ever. Mara Wilson. <laughs> if you're a... Nostalgia Critic fan, you get the reference. Mara Wilson! And now she's tempting up. Yes. Huh? <laughs> what was Daddy Radcliffe's face that day? He was just like beaming at her like, and slowly yeah, down. Like, you know how in the book like she's like, oh, like he's too happy about being beaten. They're not beating him. Enough, right? Yeah, and like, so I guess he was trying to portray that and like just came off awkward. Yeah. Well... <sighs> It seems like, I don't want to say anything ill of Daniel Radcliffe, but it doesn't seem like he's the strongest actor. I th- not, not yet, I think, too. Like, he's still kind of coming into it. Because I do think he gets better. He's not awful now. Like, you see, uh, it was like that love movie. Uh, I'm not going to be able to remember the name of it. But um, he wasn't absolutely awful in it. So I think it just took him a little longer than some of the other child actors. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does anger well. Happy, he does seem to have a little bit of a problem with. But as Aunt Marge slowly starts to inflate like a balloon. <laughs> I, get that. I would get that checked out. Yeah. Oh. Violet, you're turning violet, <laughs> I have a blueberry for a daughter. <laughs> what? What? What is he doing? He's... What is Uncle Vernon doing? He's just like... He's, he's probably going to that Harry will stop. <laughs> and I love how, like, Dudley's so, like, non-pulsed. Whatever. Yeah. It... Oh, oh, there's God. a reaction. <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> he d- you can definitely say he's a button man for sure. <laughs> Zing! I'm going to hell. Is that Marsh slowly starts to inflate and do a barrel roll out the window into the little greenhouse area here? Love the sound effect, her Dong! And obviously, this is not this is the first movie not uh, made by Christopher Columbus. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón did this. And if anybody who knows movies like the big blockbusters of the past couple of years, Gravity being his biggest hit. Before that, he had Children of Men. Which are always more gritty, and like, his movies are just grittier than... Yeah, and I think it kind of suits this um, this story. But do you think that's too much? Do you think it's too much of a distraction, his style? Um, yes, I think it works really well in the later movies, but I think it was too much of a jump from, you know, happy-go-lucky, you know... <laughs> kids movie to now it's like a much darker world yeah i totally forgot about opportunity just waving at anmar as she fly <laughs> floats away oh, he's booking it. oh oh yeah just kick the desk and just sit there because uncle vernon's not going to literally kill you run run Luke, See, run and this is like another kind of thing like he just did an a gorgeous charm on her um but like 
he doesn't he gets in trouble for that in later books but they didn't care about his like lumos charm that was where he actually used his wand which this one was an emotional response i think someone someone said it that uh when i was younger that it these are like minor uh minor magic spells like lumos you could actually kind of get away with maybe saying like oh it's like a trick flashlight or something like that yeah or uh Reparo, you could just do, like, under your breath and out of the way, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure they kind of make it, like, no magic. No ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, and so especially someone <clears throat> who's already gotten a letter for not for using magic, a charm like Lumos, would you really risk it? Yeah. And, like, um, your only safe haven is the magic Where is this broom? In the... Trunk? Uh, I... I th- I honestly do think it's in the trunk because I think uh, the trunks are kind of like uh, like the Mary Poppins bag. Gotcha. It just keeps going. They're Time Lord technology. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. Like in Halloween town, stuff. what the grandmother just keeps pulling out like skeletons and stuff out of her bag, like that kind of. Love Halloween town. Oh my god, one of my faves. It makes sense that like they would have like a gourd, like a like a charm to like make it like hollow on the inside, like even bigger. Creepy, turny, turny. And Dakota, do you like we were saying before? Do you think the style for this movie and the tone of it? Do you think it's too much too soon for this book? Uh, yes, it doesn't give you like maybe like have like not. I mean, the third movie, the third book was nowhere near as dark as what it's going to yeah. be. So I think it, you just can't have it like anywhere near as dark. And there's Visually? no reprieve in like the visuals. It's not like it's like oh he's happy because like Harry, it's a roller coaster of happy then sad then mad then glad. Like he's all over the place. So like, but there's no reprieve. Like this movie's just dark from beginning to start. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you feel like it's because the other books, some of the other books had been released by this point, and they knew the direction of where these books were gonna go? Two thousand and four. So it's fourteen. Uh, the I don't think. Six and seven were out. Yeah. No, but at least Order of the Phoenix was. So yeah, they... but then you get, but you look at Goblet of Fire because even Goblet, like Goblet, doesn't is not very dark until the end. Yeah, but uh, it's so, definitely a more serious because he because he's at all. It's definitely an older or kid's story. Yeah, and obviously he's getting older. Children getting older. <laughs> I really like the night bus, like too. how it's set up. Yeah, um, because. Of, I do like that a lot of things in the wizarding world are really haphazard and yeah. like would honestly be so dangerous if not for magic. Right. So like when these beds are sliding all over the place and stuff, it's just very enjoyable to me. <laughs> I am Harry Potter. I mean, Neville Longbottom. I mean, yes. And the biggest addition to the night bus is the talking severed head which i think is so funny yeah i like that that makes sense to me that would be quite scary when you first get on the night bus and just have to fly across the united kingdom like that <laughs> leaky cauldron it's in london now we have stand here stand uh stand shunpike sorry now i'm re i'm Finally, listening to Deathly Hallows an audiobook, and I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but was he under the Bar- Imperius Curse during the openings of that book, or was he an actual Death Eater? I think he was under the Imperius. Okay. 
That's another one that I, like I'd have to double check. Right, because I have not finished the book sure. yet. So people in the comments, do not crucify me if I do not know the information just yet. Just <laughs> 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 feel like this. Remember, uh, when was the last time you watched Batman Returns? Batman Returns a while. You remember when Penguin takes over the Batmobile? Yes. I love that moment when Batman finally gets control of the Batmobile back under and he slams the brakes right before he hits an old lady. And Dan DeVito's like, old kook at 12 o'clock, hi! Comes screeching to all, she's like a deer in the headlights. Somebody moves out of the way and just guns it, goes right around the corner. I always found that really funny. As we get in the exposition here of who Sirius Black is... I really love the front of the Daily Prophet, too, like with uh, Sirius's mugshot. Like, I think that's, like, one of my favorite things in uh, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter is that they actually have, like, Sirius's mugshot. Like, that'll move mm-hmm. uh, there. It just makes you makes you more jealous of the Wizarding World. It's like, oh, you wish you had Wizarding technology so your photos can move and stuff like that. Yeah, can you picture, like, how much easier traffic would be on the LAE if we could do this? <laughs> just sh- just, just like squeeze in between cars like that, like. Yeah. Uh. What a long face! Oh, 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 oh! Really funny. And kablam! Kablam! Now, Dakota, when was the? When did you first see this in theaters? I saw this uh, like maybe a couple, a week or two after I, after it came out. Uh, I was with my. Um, my brother and sister, uh, we saw this there, and uh, we both were like, really, like, and we liked the first two movies, so we're looking forward to the third movie, and then we just kind of left the theaters going like, well, that was Different. interesting. Yeah. So, I don't... Also, is, why did they change... That's, is this the back of the Leaky Cauldron, or did they actually, like, change locations of the Leaky Cauldron? I think the latter. They changed locations. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it was just like, eh, why is it in this back alley? And Tom too. Yeah, Tom. Tom the and keep the shot. Well, I think he kind of changes in the book too with the description of him in this book, versus like because they don't have that much of a description of him in. Yeah, you know what? Source of Stone. You are right because this is the most interaction that Harry and Tom have had. Because otherwise, it was like, oh my god, it's Mister Potter. Uh, but. It definitely seems like, obviously, a few years have gone by since the filming of Chamber of Secrets and now to this. So yeah. we assume possibly some of the sets were not saved and so we had to rebuild them. And we have Cornelius Fudge here. Harry, we don't we don't throw kids to Azkaban for blowing up their aunts. This might have also been, like, a creative decision on Alfonso's part. Like yeah, because he, he was given creative control, pretty much. I guess it depends on how you blow her up. (laughs) Tom's life always gets to me. (laughs) Just feels like somebody's clubbing a seal. That's how he laughs. Oh, don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Trust me. Trust me. I'm only going to turn into a douche in the next two years. Even at the end of this, he's kind of douchey. Well. He just seems like a chump to me, really. 
I mean, honestly, like, he's just every other politician, so I don't really know why I had him up to high. But I do in, like, a kind of weird way, like, a scrudge more. Um, but, yeah, like, a fudge has always got on my nerves. Hmm. This is weird, kind of, like, have Diagon Alley, like, back there. Definitely seems the way they've also changed the location where Diagon Alley is as, as well. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's just all really different. And probably my favorite textbook in the Wizarding World, yeah. yeah. A book that could literally eat you if it really wanted to. <laughs> to stroke the spine, of course. I mean, looks-wise, I think that was perfect. Yeah. I wonder how Ron must have felt when he got that. He's just like, because it kind of looks like a spider and stuff like that. So he's probably just like, nah. How does it not go, like, when they finally do get it open, how is it not all destroyed if it, like, spits up pieces of pages? Yeah. That's a very good question. It's probably, I hope it's just the index that's being torn up right like, now. <laughs> like the foreword that yeah. nobody reads anyway. <laughs> that looks like, um, you know the little, like, Roombas? That yeah, it kind of does look house. like a Roomba. <laughs> Imagine that was what, it's just like... Rah, 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 so it just, like, just brought the Roomba to up. the set and just, they built that around it pretty much. <laughs> and this is Harry using his smarts. And quite oh. frankly, the Leaky Cauldron <laughs> is one of like the most well-known wizarding pubs. So, like, it would not be in shambles. No, it, I'm not saying it's going to be like a five-star hotel, but it's this looks kind of <coughs> sketch, yeah. yeah, very gothic and everything like that. Yeah. Now, why why did you feel kind of just meh on the experience of it from seeing this after getting out of the theater? Well, my initial response was they literally took the book, threw it in a blender, and then pieced it back together however they wanted. Like, I mean, obviously for time's sake, they skipped all, skipped a bunch of stuff. Um, so, like, obviously, Hermione has um, Crookshanks already. So we skipped that part. We skipped yeah, the, and like the fast whole... forward a lot of stuff just to get to this point already. Yeah, and they and... show you the like the Egypt stuff now, whereas Harry knew about the Egypt stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously, it's the day before they have to go naturally. Also, they are still way too white to be just coming back from Egypt as a, as a ginger. You'd be just a you. You may not More be tanned, you just be burnt. Side, yeah. You just, you'd just be red. Maybe yeah. they have, like, super uh, magical sunscreen. I wish I could have some of that. I mean, <laughs> Jesus, I would go to the beach See, there's that mugshot again. Like, isn't that a really awesome mugshot? As far as mugshots go? <laughs> Those, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, because they, they keep painting Sirius Black as a super mad, like, lunatic. So, like, I feel like it would make sense that he'd be, like, freaking the fuck out in his mugshot. Yeah. Even, Even though, though he's an innocent man. Yeah, like, e that's kind of the thing, too, though. Like, as much as I love that visually, it's not actually true to his character. Because he would kind of just laugh mm. instead of scream. <laughs> Don't say his name. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, they're this is a very... They rushed this whole thing. Totally. And they're kind of... They, they, they're doing this all in one take, which is pretty impressive. Because, well, Alfonso Cuaron's known for doing very long takes and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, there's Percy in the background right Poor now. Percy, he always gets neglected. Yes. Wow, wow. <laughs> but he I don't think he had his pre his uh, 
prefect's badge on, so. I don't think they, because they don't care about Percy in these movies. <laughs> they really I, It sounds so bad, but, like, they really don't. Um, and it's just, like, Percy does play not crucial roles, but he does have, like, kind of his hand in all of these crucial aspects of Harry's storyline. Right. And they don't care. Which is unfortunate. It's <laughs> a really bad image of with Molly running after the train carrying scabbers. What if she tripped? She just falls in between the the platform and the train is <laughs> like. Well, that took a dark turn. <laughs> well, I don't give a rat's ass if that's uh, if that. <gasps> but uh, John. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm, go- I'm going home. Oh, You're wait, going home. Right. Oh, oh wait. Oh wait, I'm already home. I just, I just get up and leave. You guys. Microphone's still just recording. See, and this is the kind of thing, too, where uh, we, we touched on it last time, too, where puberty, like, you just don't know when it's, like, they look so much older than 13. They, yeah. They do. But also... Daniel Radcliffe kind of never ages. <sighs> yeah. yeah. He's only... He, but he does look older. Linker. Yeah. Like, that's, like... So, maybe not so much, like, as old as some of the other ones, but look at Rupert. Like, does oh. Rupert look like, like, an awkward 13-year-old? No. No. But uh, Emma Watson looks like she... Like, if you look at her versus Chamber of Secrets, she's definitely grown up a lot. Yeah. I've broken out of the before. Don't worry. It's going to be, like, Arkham Asylum. It's going to be a revolving door in later series. Don't worry, Ron. <laughs> Harry Potter is... Batman. Lumos. <laughs> <laughs> like, even down to the trolley, the, like, the Hogwarts Express, they, they, it's I, dark. It's so, well, I mean, they also changed it because it was like the cabins were on both si- sides, sides of the corridor. Yeah. Instead of this from Russia with love train going on. Yeah. From Russia with love. <laughs> I can't. Dementor comes down. Harry just opens his backpack. It's just the gas. <laughs> he gets, it gets the fist right like Red and Red Grand and Double uh, Seven do. Still say that's probably one of the best fights in the James Bond series, oh, right there. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, oh, see this stuff. I think would have had a better impact if everything was super cheery, and then you have these super dark things that yeah, happen. I, I agree. With right? that. Like it's just it's toned down because of that. <laughs> Uh, Lego Batman. Darkness. Sadness. And Lupin just sleeps. Just, just. I do love how they do the Dementors. Like, they're like, um, I think the the company that made the, like, the Muppets yeah. made these. And I Jim think Henson's they, uh, group? I'm pretty sure. And, like, they use <laughs> them in water, which is why you get such a fluent, like. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that. I thought. Well, that's CGI there. Yeah. But, like, uh, when you see, like, the the big group shots of all of them. Yeah. Which is weird, though, because he never pulls back his hood. When he yeah, does the they don't that's have the, thing. the hoods. Yeah. Because I think, I think they're trying to separate themselves from Lord of the Rings, which is going on at that yeah. point, because uh-huh. the Nile School kind of looked like that. And th- that bothers me what the like the uh because like if you have a memory does it really look but then again you know when they do uh how do you say it occupancy occupancy yeah like when they start like taking their like memories out and putting it in like the basins um that's kind of what they do Mm -hmm. 
That was a weird translation. That yeah. Was. <laughs> if you see this man, <laughs> bring your kids off the street like with a mustache like that. Did that sound like a yell to like anybody? Because no. it just sounded like... Yeah, just, no just noise with that. Like a mic. train sound, almost. Like, um, what, what was it? Um, Crookshanks, don't give a fuck about your problems. <laughs> no, we just got stare at you awkwardly. Like, what's going on? <laughs> and we introduced David Thewellis here as Remus Lupin, which, Dakota, you've said on several occasions why you don't like his casting. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to try to give him a chance here today. <laughs> to be... I'm sorry, it's just the way you said it. Here, today. Now. <laughs> now. No time like the present to prove yourself, Remus. But I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't see... didn't see him initially as Lupin. And I can understand where you're coming from with the mustache. Yeah, the mustache kind of does, doesn't oh, yeah. help. Mustache is the never bothered. Like, just never bother me in general. Pedostache, if you will. If he had Charles Bronson's mustache, though. Well, that's different, because that's Charles Bronson. He was the only one who could rock that mustache yeah. and get away with it. Stupid kids. Magnificent Seven, we still have grudges that those kids got Charles Bronson killed in that. Like, some of the stuff is really visually stunning. It's yeah. Just, it's... Too dark. Yeah, ill-placed. I mean... Wait, do we see this? No, we don't see the fast girls yet. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. When did cool. they show up? The fifth book. Uh, fifth. Yes, because that's when Harry is seen. Which would make sense to have a super dark. Yeah. With the that, fifth. Wait, how come Neville sees it? Neville saw uh, his a... uncle or something. His so uncle he died was or something. Always able to see him. Yes. Yeah, but you never said anything. But Why see, would you? Harry should have. Oh, well, no. They, I think they explain it. Harry didn't see his mother die or something along those lines or, like or he blocked it out of his memory at that point question for you about the scene yes yeah those are puppets yeah too. um how the hell do they have a chorus and, and i why, feel like it's a school thing yeah here's like our new dumbledore here's our new dumbledore yeah but how the hell do they have a chorus to perform the first day back because oh, they're, they're not pra- yeah they're anyway. not practicing over the summer together so, yeah, you're right. You're right. They should have waited till Halloween. Let's, I guess, but they're all. I mean, they're all, all different the... classes and stuff. They're all four houses. Applause for Lupin. I do love this podium, though. Um, what was it? Um... Why is Slytherin next to Gryffindor? <laughs> There's always two tables between the two of them. Like, like my buddy who was an RA for the majority of his time at Oswego. He would go back a few weeks early for and stuff like that. So maybe they had correspondence for the people who were part of the choir or they came back early. Who knows? Yeah, because they never had a choir in the book. So there's really no way that we would have had. Huh. It would be cool if it opened up with a choir. That'd be a nice tra- scene transition. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie called train. It's actually a really good beer called Rubeus. From Founders, and I don't know why I never thought of it before when we were talking about how Hagrid's like a drunkard. Fun little fact. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> do, 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 do. And I, I appreciate. Oh, no, no, you, go uh, ahead. I appreciate that Michael Gammon brought his own. 
he didn't try to do a Richard Harris impression mm-hmm. when he decided to do Dumbledore. He decided to bring his own thing to it. I respect that. And it's nice to see the two differences of actors portraying it. Just like, say, for the Doctor or James Bond, where different actors bring different certain qualities to accentuate in their performance, which is really cool. And obviously you can bring up to a lot of conversation and debate about their performances. Yep. Yeah, I mean, still... He's a little bit too... See, and not that Dumbledore. Dumbledore line is probably one of like the biggest quoted lines from Harry Potter for like fans, non-fans alike. And so that didn't do it for me. Like, And I do think... Oh, and they also completely changed where the hell the Gryffindor common room is. Yeah, and I think the recasting couldn't have happened um, at a... Like, a better time in the Harry Potter universe. Like it's really unfortunate because I do think Richard Harris is just like a perfect Dumbledore. But um, this is when we start to see a more serious Dumbledore. He's angry about the Dementors. <laughs> she can I just tell you? I feel like I would really enjoy having her as like the first person I see. I'm like, Come on, like let's hang out, fat lady. <laughs> in the background, while she was doing that, the other paintings I saw Sir Duggan running around the painting, swinging his sword around, and everybody's, like, leaning back now to get swiped by him. Who the hell is that? Who the hell was that? That was just, like, a random Hogwarts ghost. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's not nearly Headless Nick, nor yeah. the Bloody Baron, or yeah, Peeves. Yeah, I think they're kind of allowed to go wherever, I, in, in retrospect of, uh, like, their houses and stuff like that. Like, the Blood and Baron wouldn't be in the Gryffindor common room, but... They never mention candies that do that no, in the book, never, right? Because as cool did. as that is, they... I mean, it makes sense. This, sh- this would have made more sense after Hogsmeade, though. Yes, it would go to the candy store. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes sense for them to have some candy like that. Mm-hmm. But it was just so like, okay. I mean, I guess good for you for trying to expand the world, uh, the yeah, wizarding world. Yeah, this is the, the scene I was talking about with... Them in the water? Yeah. That's so cool, though. There it is. Why is this... Okay, random fade out like that. Yeah, it's not it's not as bad as, like, Star Wars movies can get when, like, the weird fades and stuff like that, the transitions. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Take a drink every time they kill a bird in this movie. And... Hate that Whomping Willow new redesign. It's a yeah. new placement, too. Everything's new. I think well, yeah. they changed the grounds of Hogwarts, They did. That, that bridge... Was never. I love that bridge, especially in the next movie. I think it's great, but like. Yeah, but where they like walk and everything. And this makes no sense for Trelawney's classroom. It's too big. It's too big, and. That's what she said. (laughs) And it's. I love her though. I think they did really good, uh, casting someone that's like like a. Kooky. Stereotype lady. What? What? Again. Who plays Professor Tironi? I never recognize her. Fact check. <laughs> Dakota, fact check at yeah. the ready. You should add that to your resume. Like, fact checker for really the podcast. <clears throat> Don't worry, folks. I'm just choking on a cookie right now. Good. I do think they, <laughs> they kind of needed, um, they needed a little bit more of a pre- uh, Amble to Hermione with the time travel. Yes. Like, that made no damn sense that she just popped out of thin air. 
I mean, like, that's how it kind of goes throughout the book. I mean, granted, there was a scene of, like, Professor McGonagall wanting to work with her outside, inside her office and yeah, stuff like that. like anything of that degree. But also, like, this room here does not look like it's scorching hot or something like that. It seems rather comfortable to be in there. Yeah, and there's enough space. You're not right on top of each other. You're sitting. They look like they're sitting on chairs, not on pillows. Like, like small chairs given. <laughs> Emma Watson's already given her, like, a shit... Uh, a shitty attitude already. Yeah, which is kind of weird for this being the first day of class. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that was too abrupt for it. It just made no sense for her to be treating... And they have, they haven't even... She hasn't even, like, the biggest line that kind of turns off um, Hermione to um, this class is because saying... I love that guy. I don't know the, his name, but... Emma Thompson. <laughs> Emma Thompson! Jesus Christ. Christ. Really? Yeah, that's why I'm like, really? I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I've recognized. I had no clue. That's amazing. Now, I, I, I flashed a love actually. That's why. I, that's why it came to me. That's Emma the first Thompson one. Emma also Nanny McPhee. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. She's another fucking chameleon. Look at that. Exactly. The more you know. That's two, that's two we got going <laughs> thus far. It's like hashtag uh, marks for Aunt March <laughs> and hashtag the more you know. <laughs> She's gonna be in uh, Beauty and the Beast. Beauty <gasps> at the Beast. Oh, she'll be perfect at the spots. You don't even understand how excited I am for them. I'm not even going to talk about it right now. I don't. Okay. But I know they're like all recasting, relocations, and all that stuff. But I mean, that's probably another thing to why I didn't take to this movie too well mm. is because it was way too different visually and just the settings as well. Like, okay, the Hogwarts Castle, I can deal with the train i can deal with but like the grounds of hogwarts was flat they were look like, at how disheveled from looks like or all of them they all look so disheveled and it's like yeah well the they start are... removing some of their cl- yeah they start taking yeah. off all their clothes and shit because it's so hot but like um, because they're so hot hot, hot damn Hansel, he's so hot <laughs> right now oh, and neville, neville gets yeah, this is another one. Would yeah. you have expected Neville to be so hot after this movie? <laughs> would, hashtag wood for, wood for Neville. Uh, but yeah, no, the grounds are just so like more hilly and rocky, rocky and everything like that. Meanwhile, the first two movies, they were less flat. Draco Malfoy is trying out to be uh, replacement Eric Aaron Carter in Backstreet Boys right now. Bad, bad, bad. No, See, I, was, I like the like slick back look. Like This looks stupid to me. But then they all also do, like, in the next one, they all have ridiculously long hair. So, like, I guess it all just, like. Wow, what douches. <laughs> do it, like, do something like that will guarantee you not to get laid because you were just acting like such an asshat right there. Yeah. His money talks from. Like, I remember being really angry after seeing this in theaters, but, like, I was always really angry after all of them in theaters. Because so, it was not exactly like the book? Yeah, and, like, now watching them, I'm, like, more at peace with the storylines than when I originally saw them. I think I'm, I mean, I think, as much as I love the first two movies, I think I enjoy Alfonso's direction more than Christopher Columbus's. Yeah. From I a mean, film perspective, I could see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. From a Harry Potter Storytelling's perspective. Yeah, that's where it is. Go way too off track. Like I think there's like a duality that we, like all three of us have. It's like you understand the craftsmanship of it, and you get it, and you like the visuals. But then you're also like, wait, like this is my one of my favorite stories, and 
As, the, as Buckbeak just takes a crap on the side of the frame there. Did they really poop? Yeah. Oh, oh I didn't that. see that either. So my point of that, like, it was, uh, I think it was the unusual, unusual suspect he pointed out in his review of that. He's like, oh, come on. That's, totally <laughs> That's like, well, but no, it's a magical creature. Yeah, I always thought hippogriffs would be bigger. Mm. I mean, they're big, but they're not like... Giant, like a dragon. Like, like it would, they would be like... Pretty big for even Haggard. That's how I always imagined them. But um, I didn't because Harry and Hermione have to handle him, and I I felt like yeah, but they're but like it's kind of like a horse's size, like and that's what he looks like. Yeah, but that's still like one person would fit comfortably on it. Two would be yeah. stretching it. So that was my whole thing. I but when you look like when they pull back, like it does look like it's very large in comparison to Hagrid. You know. It's about Hagrid's height, uh, kind of like Hagrid's height. A little bit taller, though. Yeah, a little bit. Use the false hey. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, that's your hand. Oh. oh. <laughs> Hermione getting all handsy over here. <laughs> I was going See for something else there. wrong, I'm sorry. Your finger's on the pulse with these jokes. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Two, th- two, two thumbs up for that one. I can't. <laughs> I'll, I'll go on with hand puns because I, I have... I I can handle it, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go any further. As Harry gets lifted onto Buckbeat and he says, Alright, uh, just hold on. Don't rip out his feathers, so try not to die. That wingspan is ridiculous. Yeah. And, and I think it's also a nice way, since we have changed so much of the Hogwarts grounds, it, this is a nice way for him to show, show... It's like how, an aerial view. Exactly. The, the castle itself kind of... Pretty much the same. the same. Well, if you know, like, even Hagrid's hut kind of looks the same. It's just They're where kind of its where placement is. is. Um, the Probably the only issue I have with this is that because Harry's like, I prefer flying. This looks like he's actually kind of having like a really good time. Yeah, yeah. you know, like a scared like shitlet. Yeah, he's gonna have his Titanic moment right here. Yeah. I'm the king of the world. And I mean, given like I would do that because like when I've ridden on like motorcycles and stuff like that, like I do very similar things, but like. I, I think it's just it's a little overkill for this little sequence. Look, yeah. Think of all how many plot points could have been put in in this nice little... But this will look good in the trailer. Yes, it will. Yeah. <laughs> like So, so many new trailers were built around this moment. Put it in the trailer and then put it in the deleted scenes. Yeah. Right? We're not the Amazing Spider-Man here, okay? We're not going <laughs> to we're not gonna delete 20 minutes worth of footage for that. I feel like they do delete a lot of footage, though, on these. Oh, I mean, they? because it, cause the trailers were cut months before the movie's mm-hmm. done, so there's I mean, nowhere like near final edit. Yeah. yeah. And Buckbeat's the only hypocrite here versus the book where there is a bunch of them in the whole paddock. Which yeah, is... Yeah, like four or something like that. Yeah, there was like four... Like, definitely more than Buckbeak. Uh, let me see if I can get a number for you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
See, and actually in this one, um, Hagrid didn't go into panic mode. No, he's he, actually very calm. He's actually not that, like, freaking out. Die, you bastard. Die. As I slowly died. But he wouldn't have taken him to the hospital right away unless Hermione suggested it. Well, and he, like, went straight to uh, Buckbeat, though. Like, he was like, let me let me calm the magical creature that could kill this kid before the kid who just got, like, a little scratch. You know what I'm saying? So, realistically, that's... That's how it should have been handled, because if he went right for Malfoy, they both could have been in danger. Okay, so in the book, uh, Hagrid brings out 12 hippogriffs for his first class. Let me see what he does when he, uh, he gets hit. Was that the Headless Hunt that was just going on right there really quickly? Uh, I think that was one of the Headless Huntsmen. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, which is kind of interesting, because they didn't introduce that in the second book, so like, what was the... Like, yeah, and that, that is totally just for the the readers of the book and stuff like that because obviously we just brought that up and yeah i feel like sometimes they do throw in some little gems and i can't appreciate that but then there's also gems that they could throw in that they completely ignore like later in the books uh when uh harry and Ginny are in the room of requirements all they had to do is put like a little tiara in the corner and like i would have been super stoked about it and they didn't okay so with that passing with hagrid uh um they actually yeah, that's really crazy looking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and someone's trying to choke him out, so he's into the oh, like kinky shit. But um, what what is what is the symbolism here? I actually have a funny dementia story before I'll tell after this. Yeah, okay, but real qu- but real quick. Okay, so hair in the in the book, Hagrid actually grabs. Malfoy and like someone get the gate for me pretty much and Hermione opens the gate as Hagrid's like sprinting up to the castle and everything so a little bit different yeah it's definitely interpretation here and then we have uh, Professor Lupin teaching everybody at the Bogart to face their fears and that's pretty much kind of like the theme of this this well I want to say that's the theme of the story of this story to face your fears but that's something that's brought up throughout the rest of the books yeah. is that dealing with your past and things that petrify you and such. But the, the Dementor story I was meant to tell you is that I remember years ago when I was working at Walmart, I'm buying the freezers, putting something away, and I close it. And I feel <clears throat> after the doors closed and everything like that, I felt this chill just go down the down my spine. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? One of the overnight managers who nobody liked, and she was such a terrible person, just walks by, and then it got warmer as soon as she left, and I'm like, Dementor. I'm like, <laughs> I, I just had to sprint out of there because I just felt so uncomfortable at that point. <laughs> yes, come on, Neville. I'm kind of curious why he picked Neville first. Well, in the book, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. like, oh, <laughs> I guess he. Uh... I guess he knows that Neville's confidence level is like, like super low, super low, and like he just he even thinks he's inadequate. So I think Lupin was trying to like give him like mm-hmm. boost him a little, give him a confidence boost, and just to show, and maybe even kind of to show how the class how easy this uh, easy it is to do. I don't know. This part's really good. And also, I think the greatest addition to this scene is he puts on his jazz records in the midst of the... Yeah, so it's like a fun... It's like it's 
everybody's just having it's like a swing music and everybody's having a good time. I do like that he looks a little like beat up, like he has scratches and stuff on his but, face. Cause yeah, it makes sense with as his story goes. <laughs> Oh, I wish there was pictures from set with him in that outfit. Oh, he's even wearing heels, too. You just push him with his bad arm, too. That's the best part. What a tool bag. And of course, Ron Weasley. Ron. Ron, Ron Weasley. And I like this is one of the earlier classes and he knows all their names already. Ooh. Ooh. I find it interesting he does not turn into Aragog specifically, but just a spider. Ooh, yeah. that's actually probably what his teddy bear turned into. Like the whole reason that he's afraid of spiders was Fred and George. Yeah. So Wait, like, what do you mean? Like when they like cursed his like stuffed animal or teddy bear or whatever it was into a giant spider and like he was like holding it as a spider. Right. Not my favorite part. That does not. That's pretty. That's a pretty bad snake CGI wise. That's kind of Uncanny Valley, right? That's Sci-Fi Channel original right there. Oh, Jesus, that is creepier. How do you find that enjoyable? Like, <laughs> fasten your fucking seatbelts. <laughs> I mean, you see that thing lurching at you at an amusement park. You wouldn't go on the tunnel of love if that was the introduction. Instead of... But and there's that doesn't make any makes sense. No sense. It should have just been the orb by itself, not the clouds, because then it's like it's totally a moon right there. <clears throat> Unless the the visual effects were not that great when it came to doing that. I don't get why um he didn't let. I mean, obviously um I don't know. It just seems makes no sense because he hopped in front of a dementor, uh, Harry's yeah, dementor. Yeah, so it not, already happened. Yeah, he's not he was... like pre thinking like, oh god, he's going to have Voldemort pop up. So it's like, I don't, it makes no sense to the whole story, whole reason why he steps in. Now it's just like, ah, fuck it. Well, that's why he stopped and he was watching him very closely before that bogger came out. So he knew something was going to happen. He probably assumed it was Voldemort. That's why he was at the ready. Yeah. And there was a Dementor. He's like, oh, wait, I got to step in. But either, but if it's, if it's Voldemort, that's one thing. But it's a Dementor, so it's like, he could have, like, you know, Okay, let's Harry do what he has to do. Right. Type thing. I don't know. It, for me, it makes no sense why that, why they, why the change there. He should have just stepped up, and then like nothing happened. Well, the, the, it would have been a kind of like a dull way to end that scene. So like, well, it, would, it would be a kind of an anticlimax for it. It works in the book. It probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have worked the on the screen. Book the book. They, Harry was the one of the last people to do it. Right. And was going to be the last person to do it, and he obviously hopped in because it was going to be Voldemort. And it, he's even saying right here, it's he thought Voldemort was going to pop out, but it was clearly a Dementor before he was screaming yeah. slow motion here. Um, but um, and everybody had seen the Dementor, so like it doesn't. And even they made it way more obvious that that was a moon than like a yeah. shadow. Yeah, there's just an orb. 
But like, um, but yeah, in the book they had a kind of climax, climax anywhere. Like the thing was confused, so he sent Neville back in and turned into Snape once again, and the final ridiculous just made the Bogart explode. Right. So it was just like. You could have done that, but obviously, like, everything in this movie series, it's just completely rushed. Well, the average movie scene is between two to three pages long. And that was pretty much a whole chapter in the book. Yeah, half a chapter. Right. So, it makes sense where they had to rush it a little bit. So, I'm like... But then, like, we have these slow scenes like this with, like, them talking about Harry's parents and stuff like that. Doesn't he like, say it like he's like he was in love with her too? It sounds like it, right? Like it, but only in the movies. It does not sound like that. No, no not at all. Book. It's just kind of like, she, yeah, I knew her really well. Like, the books, he, like they make him like the books. Lupin acts like James was his best friend, which mm-hmm. he was. Here, it sounds like yeah, James wasn't like with Lily. I totally would be hitting that. Which I mean, I feel like that would kind of happen. <laughs> like I feel like that would happen though. Like if a guy, like a, a whole group of guys, hangs out with one girl, like at at some point, there's going to be like some kind of feelings, right. um, regardless of if there was attachment. Like it's just like they're never going to act on that. But I also just I think that was like over the top. Like, well, acting is all about choices and stuff like yeah. that. He made a choice to make it, and how he enunciated those di- let that dialogue and stuff like that. Oh boy, Sirius has already been in the castle. Yeah, right? He, like, it's so quick. So, yeah, like, why? It just seems so. There's Sir Cadogan in the background yet again. Oh, hey, okay. Ginny! Yep, there he is. <laughs> I'm just looking at all the paintings right now, yeah. reacting to the situation right here. Is a giraffe. Percy. Interesting perspective within the painting itself. That's probably where they put the camera to that mm. little like. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you know the fault. The walls are fake. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, all, yeah, which would totally happen. Everybody would bum yeah. rush it. Doesn't Percy like pull out like I'm head boy? Well, right no, now? but they're not. Like, this is something they found out <laughs> later. <laughs> Love the giraffe just walking in the background. Serious black. <laughs> Don't have a cow, lady. Uh, has a gate like that? It's like, like emergency pendulum only. Thing. Is it visually interesting? But at the yeah. same time, it's like okay. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> this Terminator door. <laughs> Like, oh, I love these scenes. Like, these add atmosphere to, like, how dark this book gets. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah. 
It's it's funny because we were complaining so much about, it, but then there's like there's one or two cool shots, so all of, all of us are just like, whoa, wow. that's actually pretty cool looking right I've there. I read something that like Alan Rickman put. Uh, oh, a, the, uh, the the whoopee cushion in uh, no the farting machine in Daniel Radcliffe's sleeping bag, and then, like at one like really pivotal moment, like they like said it, yeah, and then you hear like all these little voices like it wasn't me, yeah. <laughs> And they and they like try to play it straight doing their dialogue amidst yeah. it and like dead erect. It's like what? What? Central leg. Central leg. Yes. Professor, why should we not give the boy to serious black? Because in the book he plays such like a, a more prevalent role, but I think they kind of toned him down. Yeah, he is not in this movie. book at all. I mean, he's kind of tolerable, surprisingly. See, that's another. Dumbledore line that's like super uh, prevalent, and I just feel like he just doesn't deliver the like Gravitas. true and true Dumbledore lines well, as big as they could be. It definitely seems like as the movies go, he gets better. Yeah, he starts to like. You think of all right. You look at Goldeneye. Pierce Brosnan can be kind of stiff at some points, and Tomorrow Never Dies, he's much more relaxed. Do you agree? Yes. Oh my god, those leaves. That was kind of funny. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes, I've come here to collect my check. And here's my favorite line of the movie. Turn to page 394. Which is like every Harry Potter merchanting website has like a some kind of accessory that has turned to page 394. 394. Projectors in the Harry Potter world? Magical projectors. (laughs) (laughs) It is interesting that they didn't switch up the Defense Against the Dark Arts room. That's true. But that might go back to what you were saying, how, like, not all the sets were kept. Yeah. This might have been one of the ones that made it. Quiet. Duh. But uh, yeah, I think as compared to his the Snape in the book, Alan Rickman's playing it a lot, I guess, nicer. I think he's playing it the way he's always played it. Yeah, but I mean, as the books go, he gets more and more vicious as it, it mm-hmm. comes. I also think they uh, they wrote it for him. Like, I do think it's characteristic of how he's been playing Snape this whole time, but I think what they wrote for him mm. is different. Oh. And Malfoy just knows how to do origami all of a sudden. <laughs> We also blew on it very sensually to send it to Harry, too. So he was totally picking up Harry with that origami right there. No sensual leg, but there was definitely sensual origami. You lose your limb and will not excuse you. Page Sensual eyebrows. Oh That's my god. probably where all the Draco Harry like fan fiction <laughs> was. Yeah. That's actually kinda cool though. Like when you think about it. Yeah. 
what that Drake was trying to pick up Harry or oh, or, no. or, or the note he the, just the sent note. Him. Yeah, I meant the, the note. The animated Damn you. Yeah. Do you think that's uh, Hagrid's umbrella? Could be. <laughs> oh my god, this is probably like with in the rain. This is probably like a uh, soccer match or a football match on. I went to a freaking Buffalo Bills versus. New York Jets game in the snow, and it was brutal, and those people looked too happy to be at a sports game in this yeah. kind of wet it, uh, weather, wedding, I said. But also, football is a rather slow sport for the most part. Yeah. In comparison to, like, it's an odd-paced sport because it has very fast moments and then extremely slow. There's moments. fake Cedric. Pretty <laughs> sure that didn't happen. No. Nope. Yeah, but it looked cool. It sort of feel like all the things that have changed in the book. There's the Grim. Which. Whoa. Did they go over the Grim? I missed it. Uh, yes, yeah, they did. They did okay. go over the Grim in uh, Pro- Professor Trelawney's, Trelawney's class. But, like, it, very quick, very brief, it, you would not pick up the significance until after you have seen the whole movie. That's the problem with these movies. It's so rushed. Too much, too fast, too rough. And the goggles. The goggles weren't... He was struggling with his glasses. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess that on, like, a practical note, they would have Quidditch goggles for people who wore glasses. Yeah. Hey, coming down, coming down the line, coming down the line. We got, we got Potter that, first. We got, we got the mentor in second. We got Potter first. We got Potter Poncho, too. And here's the thing. Like, he's not being affected by these two Dementors at all. No, he just dive bombed. He's out flying these Dementors like nothing's wrong. And in the book, it takes yeah. only just one Dementor for him to start like being weird. Oh no! You know what? Maybe he didn't come in close enough contact to them, and with how the Dementors are setting it up, because you know how they're sucking like yeah. the memory but out. But he was um... so. I think that's what they're trying to establish in the movie. But you're totally right. Book wise, it literally like they, even they like just a brought... hint of a Dementor was too yeah. much. And here's another awkward fade. Like, that's weird. And he keeps doing, like, the old, like, silent era going to, like, a circle and stuff like that. That's how it frames out. And then we have a fade in just like that. Like, we're, we have a projector and stuff like that. And, like, this is where I hate that they don't have Oliver Wood. Because, like... Wait, he's works. not in this. He's not. They, they he never comes back. They him, yeah. Hey, and you don't see about the second movie. On, that's not how that works. What? The Gryffindor player that's over there. Right. Is that Angelina Johnson? That's I think so, to? but she wasn't hurt in there in the match, was she? No, no, I meant like the one like right behind. Oh. Hmm. And, you know, it's not even like we can compare it to the later Quidditch uh, movies because they're not. It's pretty much nice. This is the yeah. movies go. And that's the end of. The Nimbus 2000. You can use it for Tinder if you want. I also think they like made that more exaggerated than it. Uh, come on! That was pretty quick. What? 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 <laughs> pumpkin? What? Why pumpkin? No. The... Okay. In all seriousness, the weight of that scene should have been a little bit more because Harry loved that broom like yeah. nothing else in the wizarding world. And they said the bit the broom. Could they sweeped like it under the rug off. for sure. You <laughs> didn't catch it. I did not catch what he just no, said. No, he said he. But yeah, like it's supposed to be kept in like a Ziploc bag, and like they made that look like that was more wood than like. I got you a blanket. 
that conveniently is holding this all this stuff. And why are they just wandering through the Forbidden Forest here? I think it's like this is one of the Hogsmeade's days when they like have instead of having tea in his office, um, they kind of went on like an adventure. But I also think that's kind of weird. But I also think that's because of like the American school system and how teachers aren't supposed to have a close relationship with students like that. Unless you're in college. Even then, you're really not. I I I still in contact with two of my professors from college. Yeah, but like um. Maybe it's because I'm watching Shameless, and this just came to the point in the story. But like, if it beca- if it crosses that like appropriate line, it's yeah. a very thin line. You yes, know what I mean, I mean, I get, I get you, I feel you. You feeling me? I feel you. I remember I one. Feel, it was one class I took film practicum. It was like a three hour course on Wednesdays, and my teacher would always go to the bar afterwards because that was one of the days where it was like. 50 cent beers at one bar so the other bar the heat frequency was like dead so he's like who's going with me to the raven and i'm like i'll go with you and so he drove us to the raven so i ended up being in his car and driving to the bar and as he got shit faced and stuff like that that's hysterical yeah i yeah i had a film professor too who like at suffolk that i actually really loved and like we had like a pretty good report because i took every single class that man offered star Mm-hmm, yeah. We had, because we had the online class, didn't we? One of the classes we did. That you and I had? Didn't we have one together? I know I took science fiction. Or maybe um, this the horror and science fiction one? It's the only D I ever got in uh, my entire in educational film. career. I won American was... Cinema. I uh, I got a D in that, too. From Star? No, no, no. That oh. was from the the only other film professor. I was like, I should have known better to take a different professor. Uh, but yeah, like we had, like I said, like a pretty good rapport. But like, the, I think the only time I was ever really with him, like alone, was he walked me to like the chairperson to get approved for like a higher level class. Right. Hey, he was always nice to me and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was just the butt of many of my jokes. That's all. <laughs> Be so easy right. about that. Now we have the, of course, the Marauders map. Be presented by Fred and George here. Mm-hmm. We recommend this one. Jeff, manage. That's another saying that will go down mm-hmm. in history with yeah. Harry Potter yeah. fans. They, 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 have shirts, they have shirts that say, uh, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good and mischief managed. On I the have back one. Of them. Actually, okay, she has one. My backpack is the Marauders map backpack. Oh. Yeah. Fancy. Fun little fact. The more you know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like should that, does that deserve, deserve it? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, actually. Um, he actually brought, wait. Go ahead. He didn't have his invisibility cloak the first time. No, he di- he ditched it before he got to Honey Dukes. Um, yeah. Well, they, they, cause did, they, but the second they time he does. It? Yeah, this is this it? like they combine the first and second uh, one here. Oh, that cotton candy looks legit, though. Yes. I was never a cotton candy fan. Oh, <laughs> Neville gets his candy Always stolen. Always Neville. So wait, is he like just looking at through the invisibility cloak? And if so, why is that leaving a mark on the cloak itself? I don't know. And why is he just like, why is he being dumbass and pulling out? Yeah. See, they combine the look, first and second. Because it looked cool. <laughs> look who's here. 
with D- Draco's hat. Looks like he's ready to join the uh, Soviet uh, Communist Party there. <laughs> oh, he's like got a baseball setup. rim, though. Yeah. Charlie Brown hat? It looks like Charlie he's a Brown setup hat? for the germ yeah, string. Charlie Brown's like winter hat clothes? It's not, it's not coming. To, I didn't watch that much Charlie fact Brown. Check. Was. <laughs> Dakota fact check. Well, actually, it would kind of make sense that uh, Malfoy would have that because don't isn't that really similar to the uniforms that they wear at Durmstrang, and that's where his father wanted to send him. And in the first place, yeah. Oh, okay. Let me. Aha! Uh-huh. Just not as furry. Yeah. I mean, those hats are incredibly warm. Um, because I had a coworker who had a fur jacket with a matching fur like hat. And I was like, how do you even, like, operate in this coat? Because I feel like I'm melting. Harry has some serious strength behind him. Yes. He's just been bench, bench pressing his <laughs> aggression away. Oh, when oh, they were at Hogsmeade, he was hitting the iron. <laughs> how did she know? Oh, she totally knew that was him because she's the smartest of the three. She could deduce that. Dakota. I don't and your Dakota ring. I just don't think. Uh, oh, she can smell his Ron musk. Knew. His, his his angst, I can feel in my loins. <laughs> Sorry. I think she's cute though for a barmaid. Madame like Rosemary. That, yeah, I think that was a good choice. Well, they said that she's actually like kind of hot. Yeah, like a, you know, like a good. More random crap. He's got a chimney. No, I totally forgot that Hagrid ripped the door off the sleigh when you try to get the oh, the uh, when you try to get fudge out of it, and you're standing there, nobody's seeing you, Harry. Yeah, especially with McGonagall standing. And fudge, <laughs> boom! He Peter Parkered them so hard right there. He's not exactly the most subtle subtle ghost. Yeah. Yeah, Claude Rains and the Invisible Man was much was much better. See, I think that's kind of dumb that they aren't allowed in. Cause, but I guess because they... That's the Hogshead, correct? No. no. That's the Three Broomsticks. Why the hell are they not allowed in there? Uh, they just said no underage wizards uh, today. I, I guess just to make this scene more powerful with just... It really popped open. Huh. I must have not latched it properly. I don't, I've never seen her in anything else. She doesn't. But then again, I didn't know it was Emma Thompson. I played Professor Trelawney. So who am I to? Mr. Factchecker, please keep your noises to yourself. <laughs> Peter Pettigrew is obviously we're giving the backstory of what happened, minus the murder of the Muggles. <laughs> I'm going to get shit-faced because it's too cold to go out. Julie Christie. Hmm. Julie Christie. Yeah, she's pretty hot for... Um, she's definitely not the worst-looking woman in the world. <laughs> the saying. What was that? She's not the worst-looking woman in the world. For, like, a barmaid? For a barmaiden, I guess you would... No, it'd be a barmaid. 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 Bar I mean, technically you call her a bartender, but, like... <laughs> Do you hate, hate the term bar wench? Oh, no, I think it's funny, but I it all depends on the context. Uh, like, if it's, like, the creepy, dirty old man who's been saying inappropriate stuff all day, calls me a bar wench, not going to enjoy it. If it's, like, yeah. a friend comes in, I'm going to think it's funny. <laughs> now listen, wench. <laughs> wow. <There's... laughs> what a dick. 
You just found out a mass murderer is related to him. Well, let me just his, run but, over some dwarfs. In the yeah. So, <laughs> the, the joke I always make is it's going to be total visual jokes. So it's going to be lost in the audience. It's, you guys are the only ones who get it. I've had it up to here with midgets, and I've had it up to here with the situation. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll cut that. I'll cut that out. I'll cut that short. Shouldn't the snow be accumulating on the? You would think. Yeah. Crying Harry. Solemn Harry. Solemn. Traitor! <laughs> this goes full Kylo Ren over here. Bah. Who? Yeah, they Who? have no idea what. I don't understand why they look like he understands because they. Who is their friend? They don't. Uh-huh. Who? Who? Actually, um, a uh, little little thingy here. Um, Harry never says I'm going to kill him in the books. He's just pissed. Oh, mm-hmm. like a dog that Wapiola just shakes, shakes off all the snow. I don't like the the camera, like the snow on the camera. Yeah. Thing. It's a very delicate thing if you're gonna <clears throat> have something that land on the camera lens, and you, you kind of you break the fourth wall doing something like that. Like um, in Robert Rodriguez's Planet of Terror, there's one moment where. Uh, during a big like zombie kill, blood accidentally got on the lens. So for shits and giggles, and digitally he added more and more to make it just just keep the joke rolling. As it, like the mm-hmm. whole lens is then covered, kind of like almost like the Evil Dead, Three Stooges. Uh, What's the Balls. Um, That's more distracting. Than I think anything. they have like a like I think it's like a planet thing that he has. And this on. is in Dumbledore's office. It looks like. No, I think it's uh, it's what Lupin did to uh, the the Defense Against the Dark Arts well, office. They, they did classes in the history of magic. These lessons in the history. Yeah, but of magic that last room was the Defense Against the Dark Arts room. That, no, I share. Yeah, I agree with you, but so, like, I don't know. I really like those candles, though. The the spinal cord yeah. candles. Yeah, they're kind of cool. They add to the creep factor. But these floating balls are just distracting I'm and unnecessary. I'm pretty sure it's like a Saturn, like a Saturn. It's like a solar system. Are you distracted by floating balls in a room? I am not distracted by testicles in the room, Tim. All right, all right. I didn't want to kick you in the balls or anything like that, man. Just calm down. <laughs> expecto, expecto, expecto. So circular fade. Fucking stupid fade again. <laughs> Oh my god, that's... Sh- oh. Okay, okay, okay. At consistent. Yes, they're consistent, but okay, so one Dementor in this scene does it, the trick, but when he's fighting in Quidditch, he can outrun several of them before one kind of gets, like, yeah. right into his face. He was on a broom. Yeah, but still. And he wasn't, he wasn't trying to head for it. No, but he still came in, like... Came very close to one. Yeah, but obviously the movie Dementors are de- very different from the, the book Dementors because this is an adaptation is when it's not the yeah, exact but thing. They are not, but they're not consistent with his effects on the Dementors in the movie. The the, the, the Dementor just pops out of the thing and he starts like, Ugh. but in the, like he's flying and just, like, oh god, here's a Dementor, I'm going to barrel roll, and now he's playing with fire. Fire. 
I take you to bed. <laughs> Mike and I were heading into a Dairy Queen on Saturday, and then I said that I was like fire, and he jumped into it right with us. So we're walking into a Dairy Queen, like I'll take you to burn. So we probably looked like a bunch of two weirdos walking through a Dairy Queen, probably because a I want I, it was one of the coldest days this winter, and I wanted a milkshake because I'm weird like that. Yeah, I had for you yesterday, but I had for you. really, yeah, huh. <laughs> so we just put the microphone on the edge of a didgeridoo. It's not a shape, it's just a, it's just a shield. And he, he gets it like way too quickly. He does. Well, he did, yeah, because they did like, it was several sessions before he got it. Mm-hmm. And even then it was really weak. Like, really weak. Yeah, you co- totally couldn't get it. Oh. There's that solution somewhere. Yeah, but that's not floating. That's just randomly spinning. No, those things are fine. Yeah, but these are all on, like, sticks and stuff. The other ones were just kind of, like, So he can, he can't have more, you can't have one kind of solar system in the room? It's distracting what you have random shit floating around when you're trying to pay a point. It's not to the level of, like, the prequels where... Everything has got to be so much shit in the frame and stuff like yeah, that. I don't find it that distracting. Okay. That's just me then. Yeah, I understand though. I mean, if it was during a test, that'd be really yeah, terrible. I agree. <laughs> like, I would be like, oh, look at these things. But... Those aren't fl- just randomly flying. Okay, never mind. Moving you on. You see that guy, like, awkwardly thrusting yes. next to that girl? <laughs> oh, okay. He's trying to get ahead. Look, watch. Oh, ready? <laughs> like, okay. He's hitting on that girl. Okay. Totally. Why wow, a way to just gloss over that? Scabbers is gone. Hi, Scabbers. Just remind you, you're still in this movie, too. Oh, Jesus Christ, my bad. <laughs> I love his suit. They did that perfectly. And the, the ties. I love the... Actually, can talk about like how there's a hearing and stuff? Did they talk about how there was a hearing and stuff in the movie? No. They just kind of just randomly plugged this in? Yep. That's so... Oh, my God. I hate this movie. <laughs> they just go too fast and they skip over important details. Like, why is Hagrid in a suit all of a sudden? Oh, let me just tell you. I was at a hearing. I was at a hearing, but there was no build-up. There's no build-up. There's no, like, Scabbers getting killed was a build-up. This is a build-up, so it's just like, okay, just, just you know, just plow through it. Everything will eventually get covered. Well, we're about the halfway point at this point right here. <laughs> I was going to say, this looks like a very, just very creepy how Hogwarts look like that. Oh, we're the top tens. <laughs> I don't know why, but his delivery of that line is like, you tell those spiders yeah. wrong. And of course we see where, this is different from the book. He never sees Peter Pettigrew no. on the map, only. Not, not until later. Only, um, 
<clears throat> Lupin does, and so he's just like, wait, what? Like, oh my god, I gotta go check this out. <laughs> I think we just found ourselves a Transformer! Boom! Oh, I plugged it in somehow. <laughs> Those pajamas look super comfy. He's wandering the halls of Hogwarts without an invisibility cro- uh, cloak, oh. not giving up. Not giving a single fuck. He's got a map, but he's feeling pretty confident he can just yeah, get away he, before somebody he'll else knows. He'll know if somebody's approaching because it'll say, like, Severus Snape. Yeah, but still, he has. Swan's all lit. So Hold they're going to see down. him before they see. Potter? <laughs> Breathe heavier, Harry. Oh. Out of bed. Yeah, Severus Snape. So why was Snape just Nox, walking in the hallway, Nox. just patrolling? Knox. Go, go. Not too late. Warm. What in the corridors at night? Like for the first time that Harry's hair looks unkept, like they say about a billion times that his hair. Is yeah, and, and this is finally when they got it right. As you mentioned before, like in the fourth book, where everybody inexplicably has long hair. I mean, I loved it because I really like long hair on dudes, but like everybody else was like, "No, Nikki, like that's really wrong." Well, this is the start to the weird hair because both yeah. Harry and Ron in these movies look like they have just had a bunch of moose. And just randomly did whatever to their head. Well, Ron's looks like it's getting on the longest side. His just looks unkept. And then the twins have long hair. In this one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that couple is the Professor Snape. Go on. You should... But Snape should... I mean, this was in the book and this. He should have known... About the nicknames? Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> Harry, you're interrupted me with my Mr. Rogers uh, tribute band. <laughs> oh, auditions. What's going on here? It's so beautiful <laughs> night in as we closing our eyes, going to sleep. <laughs> now I'm just imagining, like, you've seen that black and white footage of, like, Mr. Rogers flipping the bird and seeing him doing that now. Like, Professor Stape, I'm taking the boy away. <laughs> yeah, has your has expertise? Malicious wand pointing. <laughs> so he's got the wand lit, and then he walks away and turn and puts his light out. Ow! He just walks right into a wall because he's not paying attention. No central leg for you, Potter. (laughs) (laughs) 
is he really awake in the scene? Like Dan Radcliffe is just like totally holding on to that disc for support right there, just like Yes, uh-huh. Being berated. Uh-huh. Like I know you say you had several problems with this movie thus far, but how are you feeling on David Wells' performance as the movie goes? I do like I okay, yes. Watching now, I do prefer do think they got him a gave him a decent acting job. He just needed minus the stash. Right. But, yes, the scars and everything like that. I just think he may have been a little bit more... I mean, the height difference between him and Harry isn't that great. No, he's not He's not terribly tall. And I found... I, do you know how... I found out recently... Do you know how short Danny Radcliffe is? 5'3". Yeah, he's 5'5 five, five or something like that. Mm-hmm. So wait, like that, a Tom Cruise height. Tom Cruise is... 5'7". Oh, I thought he was smaller than that. No, he's 5'7". That's just the longest time. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. But it's funny because like, I saw a meme of Adam Driver coming up to Daniel Radcliffe. like, excuse me, do I have a moment to bother you with our, our dedication to the Dark Lord? Dark Lord, you say? And Adam Driver's like six foot three, so he just yeah. towers over him. Well, did you guys see that Daniel Radcliffe is that um, magical movie coming up again? I forget what the hell it's called, but it's like a sequel to something and he's like in it. Let me find out. Fact check. Fact check. <laughs> like we were saying before about him being you know, like a an actor that you should take take a little more seriously. But um, there's a movie a few years ago. What? Now you see me too is the name of the title. Oh, I really like Now You See Me. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to see it. My friend Erica. Wow, well, I actually call him Eric. Wow, I never call him that. Dietrich always says like check out uh, Now You See Me. Um. There's a movie came out a couple of years ago called Horns, where like Danny Radcliffe sprouted like devil horns in, in the midst of the movie, and I heard it was he was really good in. I have to check it out. Oh, bitch she totally backhanded that uh, yeah. um, glass too. Fix it. Oh no! Ah, uh, I wanted to. Kick oh, it. if you just like just kick it like suckable. That was also yeah. Yeah, it was also, like, a, like I could tell you were bad, and then Hermione just. Max the crystal ball, <laughs> and Professor Cipriani like was not too rude to like not not as rude as she is in the books right there. Oh, this is dumb. Yeah, I, I don't like how part. they this played this. <laughs> I'm gonna pretend this, and now she's going. Off. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this is what she does in between periods, right here. <laughs> she just gets really stoned before. <laughs> Interrupted her pot smoking session. She, 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 and some some other guys were probably going to like hit a bong. It does kind of look like she was smoking pot, like yeah, that's I mean, smoking that's... right there. Looks like a dragon ball. <laughs> she about to shot. We gotta find the dragon's balls. How do you think? How awkward do you think? He betrayed his friends and his heart rolls with murder. Why do you need to take a hit of this shit? 
<laughs> Dave, Dave, cluck, 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 cluck. Dave? Yeah, it's Dave. Come on, open the door. Dave's not here. No, it's me, Dave. Cook, 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 cook. Who's there? Dave. Dave? Yeah. Dave's not here. God damn it. <laughs> He's being really stoned up in, in the North Tower here. Don't they move more, more circular fades there? Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> uh, Alright, at least he kept one and it kept like going. Like I said, it was super consistent, but like. Yeah, an awkward scene transition right here. I, what's the movie? So we gotta check the deleted scenes. How much is in there? <laughs> As we have the Harbinger of Death right here, yeah, this, McNair. That is some very. Well, he's not the, the, no, not in the movie. He's just the executioner. <laughs> what a weird hood, too. <laughs> Slink. Ah! Looks like the Dementor hood. Like you think they did that on purpose, or it was like a maybe, or happy it just accident? Made it look like he's crazy, and he decided to make a mask for himself. He looks like he should be having a Resident Evil game and stuff like that. He should be like a Resident Evil 4 just dragging that around behind him going at the Leon. Love some little evil little cockroach. Alright, so we saw Crab and Goyle at the beginning of the movie. But we only have half, half of the duo here for the for the past two scenes we've had Malfoy. And we had that far away shot to oh, show oh, where that's the perspective. And kaboom! It's so funny because he gets a scratch in his arm. He's so quick to report to his father, but he's not going to tell his dad that he got punched by a mudblood. I think that's more embarrassing. I think that would be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> father, you know that that mudblood girl who beats me in class and grades and everything? Yes, Malfoy. What about her? She punched me in the face. Oh my God! You are a little wimp, aren't you? I love your English accent. It doesn't matter what character you're playing, too. You always use the same exact accent. (laughs) Uh, Draco, you you got hit by a mudblood. You're disappointing as Miley Cyrus to me right now. Yeah, I went there. I have no idea what the what we're referencing. No, it's remember that joke I made in the Chamber of Secrets podcast, maybe like about the one thing you you pointed out—the fact that he was at the Quidditch match in the in the movie. But, and that joke, Stabbers. that's a joke I actually took from a meme where it showed Billy Ray Cyrus and then it showed like that Robin uh, Thicke and uh. Miley Cyrus thing, and it's just like I should have pulled out. <laughs> People just throwing rocks. And this is not how it. No, not at all. Because future Harry and um, Hermione threw that at them. Well, they're already they're already stuck in the loop. They're walking down, they don't even see Harry in the window. How much is that Harry in the window? (laughs) (laughs) What window? (laughs) Where? Damn it, y'all made me musical. Who could that <laughs> attractive Harry be? Which one were home? <laughs> <laughs> the one with the light. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're referencing. You ever heard the I song? I feel pretty. Who's that little Harry in the window there? What window where? Oh, <laughs> Who could that attractive Harry be? Which one were home? <laughs> <laughs> 
I feel pretty. I blame the Marg. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes, sure. Blame the alcohol that you're just singing all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I've never sang before. That was you guys' job. You, <laughs> you guys missed it before when we were doing the mic test. That like I, I rolled the mic in front of Dakota and he just went hello, and then we were both like, then Dakota and I, like a few seconds go by, they were both like hello, it's me. They literally did this. Is not a joke. This is not a test. Harry, let's go down to the Tim Burton set near Hagrid's house. <laughs> That's kind of the thing, too, because wasn't that pumpkin patch for Halloween? Yeah. yeah. And now it's and spring. Now it's, yeah. Spring, yeah. No, those pumpkins should not be there. I mean, I don't know what season pumpkins grow in and stuff like that. They grow all the way up. They grow all year up, and then they're ripened when it's come to late fall. Right. Early winter. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. Fatality. McNair wins. <laughs> this is like a real weird cuddle session. Just like <laughs> Harry's the awkward one. And that was a weird jump cut. Yeah, too. Uh, that was a yeah. It, that was that was total. That's that's a total curl that that begins most menage a trois. Just saying. Like, oh my! Oh my! Wait, the execution of hippogriff starts most threesomes. <laughs> what you're to say, was that like what you're going with? Because quite frankly, I don't get that. I've never heard of that. That's also why I've never been in one because hippogriffs do not exist. Uh, no, but it's it's funny that you say that. I know, awkward transition, but I remember, I remember um, Oh my god. My friend Justin and I were making fun of a friend of ours that um, uh, met his now fiance on um, a dating website and what's the uh, Tinder? No, no, no. What's the big one? Like Planet of Fish. No. Match.com. Match.com. And it was like... I was like, I can go through all the ones. <laughs> and he was talking about, like, yeah, Match.com initiated them, like, getting together and stuff like that. Yeah, he was the heart... He was the instigator between the two of them. Like, he was the third person there. Like, a devil's three-way. And a friend of ours was half listening. And he was like, wait, they met at a devil's three-way? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Harry's glasses. As now the somebody played hopscotch, just chat. not hopscotch. What's the thing that you the bobbit yeah, thing? Oh, no, uh, like the oh, around. damn it, we had one. I of those. was really bad at it. No, it's like it's from the creators of like uh, like bobbit. Yeah. Oh, um, I think it's like something skip. But um, as Harry and Hermione being attacked by the Whomping Willow, as the Grim has taken away Ron, Harry's gone and full Harry Velmo can't right see, now. Because yeah. Jinkies, Skip, my it. Glass? Skip it. Skip uh, it. This is go. awkward. Like, all right. How would this did, work? Did, did the tree stop to have him get that uh, moment okay. there? They're spending way too much time on this instead of actually doing something worthy plot-wise yeah. or ex- have something worth more weight. Like, come on. 
Harry wishes it was the other way around right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to keep making it yeah. more and more sexual wow. as we okay. go. I know it's the day after Valentine's Day, but seriously, Tim. I, I apologize if this, if this podcast has been made people uncomfortable. I need an adult. <laughs> I am an adult. adult. <laughs> that's, my, that's my always reaction to there. It's Chris Benoit. The, uh, my friend sent me a picture of Chris Benoit um, who uh, killed the, his family that hung himself uh, <laughs> after he, he sustained too many concussions. Uh, Sorry about that, folks. Um, As the, I like how they did the shrieking. Oh, that's, that's exactly how I pictured it. <laughs> it's an anime, guess. At least they say it better than we can. Yeah, we sure. We struggle very hard when we try to say that word. <laughs> And he's still wearing his prison clothes. Plus a jack, some jacket. And Gary Oldman, the chameleon, right here. Okay. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be going up. Harrison Ford killed me. I'm not letting you do it, little shit. <laughs> Don't worry, Batman's gonna come and save me. <laughs> Wait, this is during the eight years while he was gone. Uh oh. <laughs> There's an awkward line delivery right there. Yeah, you would appreciate awkward lines. Mister takes a whomping willow and have a curse for three songs. <laughs> Why? Wait, 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 wait. Why? Because well, he knows because he saw the Marauder's map. That's a Peter Pettigrew. Sorry, good point. Never mind. Favorite book in your series? Hmm. No, but <laughs> your favorite book and you still won't know the movie because it makes no damn sense. That's like, true. It makes no sense. This movie kind of really low so far. But I'm really enjoying it. That's the weird thing, though. I, 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 I'm a weird in... line, though. He should have said, you really are the brightest witch of your class, not age. the brightest witch of your age. Like, what does that Because age technically means your generation, and that's like a tall feat, like even for Hermione, who yeah. probably is. That is yeah, but that's true, also but... But, but they've said that in the book too, though. Don't they say the brightest wish of her class? I feel like classes get said more than age. Wait, how does Snape get in here? Uh, he finds the invisibility cloak at... in the book. Oh, but they didn't have the yeah, invisibility so... cloak, so he's just gonna walk on in. Yeah, because everybody else has walked on in. And at he, this you point. know what? He Why knows not? how to do it because. He that time they set him up but they won't it never explained it in the yeah. movie though this is the kind of stuff that like my friends would be like oh nikki explain this to me i don't get it but also gary Oldman had my favorite line delivery of this entire movie probably in the entire series it's like i've done my waiting 12 years of it in azkaban as i said before three of the best actors in britain were having a scene together you kind of wish this was the entire movie right here yeah I mean, I'm going off the book. I hate comparing the movie to the book because it's just so different. Yeah. But the book is so su- much superior than this. Like, I know Sirius is not doesn't have all his marbles, but in the they book, he's seem- that steel. Like, he has yeah. like that insane focus. Yeah, just it's to like kill a steely it. mind. Whereas, like in the 
movie, they make him out to be legitimately a lunatic. Yeah, I mean... And not like a, I'm innocent, I'm going to exact my revenge. If I was committed for a crime, I'm going to commit that crime. Whereas in the movie, they literally make him seem crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's... I don't don't actually like that. I mean, they kind of fix it in the, the fifth, but only to have the payoff being he dies. Yeah. So... Yeah, but you also got to think, there's three chapters dedicated to the Shrieking Shack, and this is an eight-minute scene here. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Twelve years. See, this is the only time he actually seems kind of lucid. Yeah. Every other interaction you have with Black, he seems out of his mind. It's completely crazy. Because I think, like, he's playing... Everybody's playing it big in this scene because yeah. it's a very intense scene and stuff like that. And I think that's Alfonso Cuarón's uh, direction there. That was smart. Just dropped the rat into yeah. it. Runs away. Always like that transition, though. I th- that is, and that was actually kind of seamless considering some of the other graphics we've seen. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely the budget has gone up from Chamber Secrets to this. Mm-hmm. Remus? Serious? My old friend. <laughs> I'm totally booking it. <laughs> and I always forget, this actor's been in a bunch of things, but he, he's... And, like, I know he's supposed to... Like, the character's supposed to have thinned out by the point because the scabbers... so stressed to thin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, following me. Who's the actor? Who's supposed to be stressed in? Peter? Uh, yeah. But he is, in terms of, I pictured Pettigrew like a, like a Dudley almost. Like, he was like the little fat kid that followed around the cool kids. That's like, true. Like, they included him. Yeah. And look, he's like bald. Like, Ugh. he's got a lot, like, like the bald the ma- spot. You see the patches in yeah. his hair and stuff? Oh, the makeup job and the costume design mm-hmm. is, is, is spot on for this movie, for sure. Peter Pettigrew is played by Timothy Spall. Timothy Spall. Thank you. No problem. He's been in a lot of movies. Totally. I mean, this man. I thought the Dementors can have you. <laughs> you gotta imagine. Alright. <clears throat> Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and Danny Radcliffe get there in the day, and they you have Gary Oldman in the scene with them. And like, yeah, these kids have probably look watched their movies growing up, seeing these actors play. How do you think they must have felt getting there in the day doing this scene? I don't know if they would have, because you think about it, how many of those movies would have been age appropriate to when yeah, these guys exactly. started? Uh, that's true. It's definitely, <laughs> you kind of messed up. They showing them Sid and Nancy. Like, I mean, we've seen movies that were in a age appropriate for us but not every kid does that like a, we're yeah. just like unnaturally well, into film well when they're at this age they're probably just starting to figure out what films that like mm. are there so so i just i don't think and here's okay just spoiler the coming up when lupin 
transitions into a werewolf. The first time I saw this, I thought it looked extremely dumb. So I'm just going to watch that scene to see how dumb it actually looks. Um, I didn't hate it. I think it's just really hard to compare a uh, werewolf uh, transition scene because I always think of American werewolf. werewolf in London. Yeah. So, like, I thought, I'm like, all right, like, in comparison to all the other graphics, it's very in line with yeah. what they're doing. Same thing that, like, that or, like, the howling or... Those two are, I always consider, the benchmarks of werewolf transformations right there. And, and everyone's kind of kind of ripped it off ever since. Mm. This is, like, a really cute, well, I shouldn't say cute, but a really, like, um, satisfying moment for Harry's character to, like, finally get, like, a, a father figure. And then, like, obviously gets taken away in, like, a few short moments. But also, I, I love the tip, like... That Sirius is very timid of asking Harry if he wants to come to stay with him at 12 Grimmauld Place if everything is cleared. Yeah, because can you He's imagine the rejection him, yeah. of yeah. that? Like, it's like, oh, like, I'm your guardian. I want you to live with me, but I can understand why that's weird. Yeah. And Gary almost just plays it just pitch perfect right there. Just like, like how he's holding his wand and stuff like that. He's probably just like. Run his fingers, just like, uh, I hope this is not... Even the way Harry said it, like, come live with you, I would be like, oops. Like... Yeah, like, oh, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> vroom, vroom, vroom. Oh. Now, here's the question. Would he have transformed if he didn't realize the formula was out? Uh, yeah. It would have hit him eventually. <laughs> yeah. It just, like, it was a matter of they all realized it at the same time. And, and I know, like, very different from the book, like, Snape is still incapacitated by this point yeah. and being dragged in like a marionette player. And you don't need a wand to be an animagus because we see Professor McGonagall do it. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't understand. Yeah, he loses all his clothes. Unless he transforms again and it just keeps reappearing. I, I still uh, yeah, because even when uh, Sirius goes from the dog to... Like, obviously, he broke out of Azkaban in his prison uniform yeah. and still has it, so that can't be true. Gotcha. Okay, my pro- my issue with the whole transformation thing isn't the actual, like, CGI transformation. It's the reaction to the moon of, like, Home Alone 2. <laughs> that, that's my issue. I mean, and I like I like the werewolves in here because when you read like Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, how they describe werewolves look like this. Yeah. Not so much Thanks. like the Grim, which you know is serious this transition. And I love this moment here. Snape's ready to kill Harry, but then realizes, oh wait, and then he throws up his arms to protect them. Yeah. Like, oh. <sighs> now. Book Snape wouldn't do that. He would. Uh, I think he still would. In a way, it's like a teacher thing, I think. You, you, you think I don't a think he would have fed Harry to a werewolf. Like, even for his standards, I think that's still, a little... Yeah, that's Portuguese still. No, I think in the book, it, Book Snape still would have done that. Like, that's a very Snape yeah. reaction. Yeah. Like, motherfucker, you ungrateful bastard. I just saved your goddamn life, and now you're going to run away. <laughs> I took a swipe across the shin from... Uh... I'm not going to chase after him being a dumbass. <laughs> He's definitely between a rock and a hard place there. <laughs> 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 That's 
<laughs> so bad. I'm going to hell. Hey. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not. I said I'm going to hell. Not you. Oh, I thought you said go to hell. <laughs> no, no, I said I'm going to hell. Please, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just becoming really more uh, begrudging as the podcast going to just get more right. and more like, angsty. Fuck y'all! Thanks mm. for coming to do my podcast, but I hate you. <laughs> yeah, just smash for a recorder. Like, oh wait, I shouldn't have done that. It's like, oh shit, we're only on the third book. I still got to see all these guys. Yeah. As Harry goes and, and see if Sirius is okay, even though he's been attacked by a werewolf. And as he goes down to the little, kind of like almost very similar to where he saw Lord Voldemort uh, attack the unicorn, only minus the lake, or the little pond area here. <laughs> Just imagine a Dementor driving a Zamboni across that. <laughs> Just picturing a, a Dementor <laughs> <laughs> I do love the tattoos that they give Sirius. Yeah, because that's a total prisoner thing to do. Yeah, but in, mm. but in Azkaban, they're all like so, like they're so low in Azkaban. Yeah, why would? Too. Yeah, that's a total muggle but, thing right there. Oh uh, yeah, but muggle I just person. think to give Sirius a badass. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I think that's also like a it's like a visual clue to people that this is someone who has been in prison for a very long time. Yeah. And I like the fact that it's not totally useless right here, his Patronus. Yeah, but the, the mentor effects are still not the same. That's my thing, because in the book... It, 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 they're not the same because now you have a swarm of Dementors and one Dementor can bring him down, but he he's still like active with a swarm of them. I don't get that. Yeah. Like in the book, even when the swarm started coming for him, they were saying like, okay, he starts hearing his mother and just he couldn't. And the way the soul thing works, I do not like this at all because this does not make sense with how the story goes. Soul popped out of Sirius, yeah. right? No, that doesn't make any sense. And it's like Get that's saying there. that they're and like this, a, the, yeah, oh, a soul is like a little beam, like a little tiny little. Well, I kind of, I kind of saw it like that, like a kind of a float of an orb, but yeah, I just kind of with the the whole Dementor's kiss, I kind of actually pictured it more like how they're draining those memories out. Um, but since they use that for every time the Dementor comes, they couldn't use that for the Dementor's kiss. Yeah. Uh, now. There's a movie called Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. At the very end, like, uh, Wesley Snipes smashes a container that has, like, liquid nitrogen in it. It's, like, in this weird ball that freezes everything. It looks just like that orb right now that's going into Sirius. Yeah, but the, the, they just play that, like, his soul was sucked out, so that means his life is being taken away from him. Yeah, and what, he's blacking out now? That's not how it works. Oh, this movie. <laughs> Jesus, you're starting to get me aggravated. Think, yeah, like I think too, because it's your favorite, it's you're going to be even more critical than you naturally would have been. Yeah, but nothing makes, this makes no sense. However, uh, also, I will, like I stated before, I saw this before I read the book. So my first initial memories is with this movie rather than the book. So maybe that's why I have a little more 
I have a little more favorable feelings towards this rather than you. Yeah, but, like, okay, the soul being sucked out of you, that doesn't mean you die. No. Your body li- no, still you're lives. No, it's a shallow yeah. so, shell. Yeah, so why did it make it look like he, di- he, par- he died temporarily? Uh, to amp up the drama? Scabbers. Ron, you're fucking crazy. Go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> sleep. Sleep. I can just totally see it like uh, Double waving his hand like almost like a Jedi mind trick to put him to sleep. It's like, it's like Ron. <laughs> exactly, he just puts him out. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I just feel like... The comic relief also doesn't totally work in this movie. Uh, I think I, I, I think I appreciate the levity, but it's not as bad as like Goblet of Fire has some really awkward comic relief. Yeah, it's just kind of like okay, we need. It's like the director's like, oh, we need comic relief right here. Yeah. So that after like a big here. scene like that, and they're about to go into another big sequence, they had to, like I said, to Give it a re- relieve you a little bit. That's why, like. <clears throat> If you think of the movie Speed, after every big action set piece, there's a joke trying to, to relieve the audience because otherwise it would be so much wrought with tension, audience would just be exhausted by the but end. There's ways to do comic relief successfully. I forget what, what movie did I see where it was like comic relief was great. Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I Guardians agree. of the Galaxy had really great comic relief. That's a good checks and balance system in Guardians of the Galaxy. In front of Ron? No, because Ron's kind of supposed to be. Knocked out. Yeah, in the book it was. Yeah, this is. I think it's the only reason why he's awake is because it makes that joke there before they go, and then this would cause a time paradox. Totally. (gasps) We we watch Doctor Who and we don't question it, and there are so many paradoxes. We really wanted to break it down. So, as they do, like the traditional, like the. No, it's like how the original time machine was, where like That's like he would he'd roll up the machine and then just see the whole world change around him. I didn't have a problem with the time the time the time re- rewind. Yeah, that makes for me that felt like it made sense. But okay, moving on. Some timey wimey wibbly wobbly timey wimey things are going on right now. I'm just a birdie too. <laughs> Duh. Harry's a little slow at the uptake right here. <laughs> we, we just time traveled. If you didn't get, oh, oh. <laughs> I wasn't even going there, man. You were the one bringing up the inappropriate material there. Don't, don't, don't you give me the look. He's the one made the no, comment. Anyone can hear me with the... Uh, yeah, but you, you're probably going to get picked up on mine, so they'll still... And you're kind of loud, so you probably hear it on mine, yeah. too. Faintly. It'll be low, but hey. it is there. Hey, this is... Turn your volume up, listeners, and you'll get Dakota's inappropriate comment. Hey, you guys paid for this because I'm the official fact checker. So what, this is our penance <laughs> for you to be a packer? <laughs> you have to make inappropriate jokes of underage ki- kids? Marks. She's not underage in this 
Well, uh, the character's mm-hmm. underage. The actress isn't. How old is she in this? It's about like 18. They're all... Uh, uh, I'm going to say 16 at this age. point. I'm going 16, too. That's where my money's at. Right, so this movie came out... In- 2004? Movie came out in 2004, so filming had to be taking place between 2002 and 2003. Yeah. Duh. Like I said, we travel back in time, you moron. She is... Oh. Yes, Dakota? Alright, she was born in 1990, in France, actually. Okay, so she's the same age as me. Yes. She's 13. She was actually 13 for for this. Dakota. She's English. Wait, so she's English? Like, that makes it better? Okay. <laughs> Is that justification, Bill Cosby? No, no, uh, no. Just... <laughs> Over a coffee no, 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 I was just... Uh, no, just the interesting fact that she was born in Paris. Mm. I didn't know that. Really? No. Is that common knowledge? I knew she was part French. Oh, her, oh. Both her parents are English. Oh. They, she was I just born in France. I, I think I watched an interview with her when she told that. Gotcha. Okay, moving on. <laughs> back to the Tim Burton set from a different perspective we're doing the total Back to the Future Part 2 thing here we're just going to go to the chairman of the sea dance and drop some uh, sandbags on Billy Zane and stuff for a few minutes <laughs> Jesus there's a lot of crows here I mean like this is Jeepers Creepers all of a sudden yeah right <laughs> just see that truck just barreling out of the woods honking its horn And this is like no good because Hermione's like hell bent on don't interrupt the path. Yeah. It's part of my agreement to get to take a thousand studies. Fail. <laughs> and that's where I mean that really is just where the creative license comes in because they all could have they could have went more traditional and they chose not to. Mm-hmm. Well, I've already just like brings his what is that considered a sky like. The thing that the executioner has. An axe? Is it an axe? Uh, I said an overcompensated axe. Okay, well, he just brings that up in Hagrid's cabin like it's no big deal. Like, hey, sir, I'm here. Clink, 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 knocking over pots and pans and stuff like that, probably scaring the crap out of Fang. Did we see Fang in that earlier scene? No. I don't think so. I love that joke before with Hermione's like, is that really what my hair looks like from behind? I kind of like didn't like that joke because Hermione's not, like that stuff doesn't care. care. No. The only time you see her care is the fourth book when she shrinks her teeth. Yeah. Which I have, I have a little bit of an issue with, but we'll get there. Okay. I was like, really? Why? And then I realized, no, no. Because I feel like that's very out of character for her. Um, but not for a 14 year old girl. No. Who's interested in an older boy named Victor Crumb? Son! What? <laughs> 18. 18. Mm-hmm. Wow, she was the exact age that she's supposed to be playing in this movie. Huh. And we both all commented saying that she looked older. Yeah, well, not as old as, we, as Dakota said she was. <laughs> Don't look at me with no an evil eye. 
<laughs> it gave me the evil eye, though. You can't do the crime. You can't do the time. Don't do the crime. What's the cops theme song? Bad boys, what you want? What you want to do? Buckbean, get up, get up! You're gonna die. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> hey, you got you started singing before, all right? I had a, know, status I quo had to be reinstated no, no, no. there. You guys started the singing, literally with the mic check. <laughs> so but that was not recorded, so that was that did not count. But you sang it at some other point, too. Yeah, I know. I brought that back up and stuff like that. Just saying. Nice big dead ferret. <laughs> I do find this kind of hilarious. The oblivious nature of them all. Like, it's almost like Dumbledore kind of knows. And that's one of those things that I kind of... Dumbledore always had this kind of like oversight where you almost think he's got like part seer in him mm. because he kind of always knows everything. And you don't know what kind of access Dumbledore has to right. time travel. You don't know. you Like in the movie, much more so than the book, that almost seems like Dumbledore would know. Mm. Right. We're just going to distract you by looking at the mountains. Search the skies if you must. Totally forgot the crow laying on McNair's axe there for a moment. <laughs> or a large brandy. That's weird. Like, <clears throat> brandy is totally not in vogue for people like our generation. Like, like some people yeah. like like hard liquor, but brandy's never brought up. Bourbon kind of took its place. Yeah. Pumpkinality. McNair wins. <laughs> the pumpkin smash. The pumpkin smash. And it's because, too, like, you don't know if they actually saw that happening mm. or if they saw Buckbeak getting. You don't know. Yeah, because, because that was deliberately shot so far away. And especially since Harry cast a Patronus that saves Harry's life, you don't know if this was already set in stone. Exactly. That's why it would continue to repeat itself. I feel as though... In the book, though, it's a more clear-cut... Yeah. I know you guys had big problems with it, but, like, I feel like it was much more uh, laid out than right. it is in the movie. Yes. No, they explain a lot more that needs to be... Ex- everything that needs to be explained is explained in the mm-hmm. book. That The movies fall short in that because they had to rush through, like, literally everything. But it's weird because, for me, actually, this... The, this whole sequence of the time-turning thing is actually... Um, the most satisfying for you? Yeah, because they actually take their time with some of the stuff. At when they rush through literally everything else. But they still don't explain a lot of shit. It's funny, though, because you think of Lord of the Rings, three very long books, and yet a lot of people don't feel unsatisfied when you watch those. Um, but That's I, different. Yeah... Uh, Why? Being not a Lord of the Rings fan, I think it's because Lord of the Rings isn't really truly meant for children. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they have to dumb Harry Potter down. Whereas Lord of the Rings, I think they dedicated a little bit more time and cut out things more appropriate to skip over. Whereas uh, with Harry, they didn't do that. Yeah, no, in Lord of the Rings, it's more like um, they, the Lord of the Rings books themselves are not, you even mentioned this, they're not cinematically set up when you're reading them they are very they are very hard read they're really rough read and they actually have to take some thought of thinking okay where is everyone else when this is going on type of thing 
Um, with these, the books are set up in a very somatic way. I mean, you're following Harry Potter and events are linear and everything like that and it makes sense. So, I don't know. It's 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 different because because of just the, how the books are written and everything else like that. I mean, I can understand some diehard Lord of the Rings fans having a problem with the the books, yeah. but for the like the rest of the world, makes sense. Meanwhile, the rest of the world loves the books, and the movies kind of just take too much creative license. I think you also have to think. Peter Jackson had three years of pre production to make the whole three movies seamless. And this, it seems like they're flying, but they see the pants. Not, 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 not saying in a bad way or anything once, like that. But once the, one movie's done, then they're all. They're all. Then they they're move they're on to the next one. The next one, yeah. And Lord of the Rings is like one of the first movies to really do that. That have planned out just like that. But that's also a reason why I think they brought up in one of the behind-the-scenes featurettes of the end of the last Hobbit movie is that that Peter had three years of pre-production before he shot a single frame of film. Mm-hmm. They had done like two years of pre-production for the Hobbit with Guillermo del Toro. And then reset it when Peter Jackson came o- took over. He just pretty much had to, a handful of months before they had to start shooting. So he didn't have that enough time to make everything so perfect. And that's why... That's so CGI driven? Well, yeah, because they didn't have enough time to build anything. And also, I think it's not, it's not as clear and concise as, as the Lord of the Rings was. And I feel like he was flying by the seat of his pants when it came to that. I just see it's funny. Uh, Guillermo thought this was too happy of a story. And he didn't want to direct it. Yeah, because he was he was offered this, but wasn't meanwhile, he? Meanwhile, yeah, like meanwhile, this is so freaking dark. Like, yeah, he really could have. Um, he could have put his mark on it, but not that I don't. I do think overall the Harry Potter universe is too much of a happy-go-lucky story for Guillermo. But like, there definitely were some scenes that he could have used. Also, we don't have any fairies putting eyeballs in their palms and hands and rip, bite, biting up the heads of the pixies. I freaking love the scenes in Pan's, uh, Labyrinth. Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, no, that, I think that's, po- so that's probably his good. best movie. Doug Jones, too. Like, uh, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten an Oscar yet. It's one of those... Nobody knows who it is. That's yeah. why he doesn't have an Oscar, because everybody appreciates his work, but nobody realizes it's the same person. Yeah. As... Harry and uh, Hermione are saved by the hippogriff, and then they realize, oh, the, the Dementors are on the move. <laughs> now just imagine, like the um, thank you, uh, Wizard of Oz, like the flying monkeys. So imagine yes. put that music underneath here. How creepy would the scene would even be? Flying monkeys are terrifying. Most horrifying thing I've ever. And then the little vest they wear too, yeah, and then they too. they disembowel the scarecrow at one point. He'll conjure the Patronus. It's funny. Like I think one day Radcliffe's best performances, just in one line delivery, is coming up in a moment here when he conjures his Patronus to save himself. Nobody's coming. That's what she said. That's why I didn't say. I stopped myself. That was so weird. Sound effects, though. What for? For like, right after it was like, oh, don't worry, he'll come, and then it was like some weird, like, kind of like. Yeah, that. Just <laughs> 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 imagining the sound to his prime. I died for your sins. <laughs> 
His nose looks bloody right uh, there. Yeah, I think that's on purpose. Like, to show that he's using, like, a super stressful yeah. spell. <laughs> I was going to say, like, Harry, stop doing coke, man. You're, you're, you're putting dime-sized holes in your nose right now. Oof, really tuckered him out. <laughs> Harry wins. <sighs> Collapse. <laughs> well, because he didn't... They didn't, go, they didn't go into the whole Marauders thing, so they had a, it makes sense for them to cut out the part where the... Um, why does he have, like, a black face here? Look at the side of his other face. Bruce. Yeah, from what? I guess when they were, like, running and, like, from Lupin. Okay. I Yeah, I don't know. I That was just me guesstimating. Okay, because... But, um... And they just casually have a jail up at Hogwarts, yeah. you know, for whenever you may need it. Is that necessary? Uh, they don't use... That's a fake spell, too. Yeah. They yeah, like, never want you to. Alahomora would have worked pleasantly. Let's make as much oh. let's make as much noise as possible this prison escape. Yay Neville's in the tower just sees it just like I'm not gonna say anything, nobody's gonna believe me. Or maybe he's like, let's say something so Gryffindor can win the house cup. <laughs> don't don't do your goodbyes in the courtyard. Get the fuck away from here. Run! Run! But like, come on! This makes no sense! No, because uh, they know exactly where Fudge is, because Fudge is debating with Dumbledore right Yeah, but now. they don't know where everyone else is. Yep. But who else is... Like, they're going to be... Either... Like, Filch could just be randomly walking no, around, or like, Mrs. Fudge Norris gonna... would just be like... They're going to be where the action is, which is either where he was already locked up, which they already broke him out of, or they're going to be where Dumbledore is to follow said action. I just think they're just think the way only, like, too much risk being taken for being seen by maybe just Professor Sprout would like show up like somebody like totally like unassuming but like I really don't think I, is it the best place no you're absolutely right but I don't think like they're but also I think they were in love with that set so that's why they set it there yeah that's probably too. the lighting oh it's fantastic I mean so, like I understand where you guys are coming from with the color of the story, but I love the cinematography of this. Oh yeah, it really, and that's what it is. It's so great that you almost hate hating it, but it's like it's so wrong for what for the it story is. is. Yeah, it's a tug and war. The whole movie is literally a tug of war. <clears throat> yeah, the series handles a hippogriff like he's done that before. He definitely seems like the kind of person who would would read up on different magical creatures and stuff like that. Like next book when he says we can deal with dragons rather easily, I'm like, how many wizards know how to deal with a dragon rather oh. simply? I always took that as like, well, we already know the threat is dragons. That's different from being from an unknown threat of someone messing with you mm. for this tournament. That's how I took it. Gotcha. Time, why you punish me? Because we've gone through that clock like three times at this point. No warmth, Ryle. 
<laughs> one of them was like no real stairs there. He's just crouching, just like did, like bending his knees, just like like awesome powers. He stands back up as soon as they go in there. Actually, going to take the elevator down. Or maybe back canoeing. And the sea devil don't do that. <laughs> and the Wampy Willow is just like back to norm, no big yep. deal. I just felt that, like, that from obviously I have, like, they accomplished their mission and stuff like that. But still, that transition was like having that one scene from um, Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Like, like, your mother won't be able to save you anymore. <laughs> As Lupin's like, all right, before I get canned, I'm going to do it before them and bounce. Like a booty. Wouldn't Dumbledore stop him from resigning? Uh, he can't because of... Uh, everybody's going to know that... The governors will probably step in. Yeah. And like super, a- try and supersede him anyway. <clears throat> He got one good year in, right? I do have to say, they've done that a lot. This whole movie, like even in the leaky college and the chairs were going up and stuff. Like, the, like the mechanisms that they embarked were really cool. Like the actual magic going on, like yeah. the everyday magic type stuff. Yeah. My room would be a lot cleaner if I could do that. Preach. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm proud of anything is that you learned so much this year weather yeah. <laughs> sorry like it's starting to, starting to rain kind of heavy right now so we just all kind of looked like duh what was that yeah, you can hear that yeah do you have a Copy. No. Oh, oh. I have what I have is um, from when the Wizarding World had the exhibit uh, at the Mo. Is it the Momo? No, Discovery does the exhibit. I have like the gift bag that's modeled after the map. I just don't have a map. Right. It's on my list of many things that I need to buy from Harry Potter. <laughs> Look, see, like this again, like <laughs> the headless hunters as they go. Just imagine that, like Sleepy Hollow, like a sequel to Sleepy Hollow, just pissing off the the uh, rider at that point. They're looking very blonde right there for yeah. Weasleys. And yeah, why now? Because we cut out Quidditch somewhere else, so it'd be uh, a, it's a nice way to end it. I'm not I'm not opposed to this. I'd rather have it in here than not at all. Not, uh, yes, I agree to you, but still, it's like... We need to have a John Hughes freeze frame ending. Yes. And you know what kind of sucked, too? Like, the, the note, like, saying, like, oh, like, yeah, like, this is 13 years worth of gifts. Like, 
that's just disregarded. Yeah. That's a fucking last fade out. So stupid. The credits are cool, though. Yeah. The credits are really cool. Yeah, how it's a Marauder map thing. Yeah. Final thoughts. Um, you go first. Then you're yeah, I know. I, I don't have any. It's a very disappointing movie. Um, I mean, my favorite book is Prisoner of Azkaban. And just seeing the book turn into this, it's just like, no. I mean, it's also, there was a lot of too much creative liberty uh, taken with it. And also, just if you're used to the first two movies, and then you're going into this one, just visually the school and the grounds and everything is different. So you're kind of going like, well, what happened? And then just the feel of the movie is also different. It's just, I don't know. And... I didn't like it. There's, they rushed through too many things, so... There's just no continuity with the whole film series, and this is really where you break it. It's, uh, like, the whole reason that Goblet of Fire is my favorite book is because that's, in my eyes, where everything starts to happen. And, like, with this, this is where everything starts to break. You had... It made sense the first movie, it made sense the second movie, and then it just got too off track here. And, um, yeah, like, you have some good performances, and you definitely see a lot of growth in some of, like, the baby actors. But, um, yeah, I don't, it's just not my favorite movie. It's not my favorite, but like I said, this may be my favorite looking one. Like, Mm -hmm. I just feel like I'm repeating myself now. But I say, still definitely check it out. Just, like, read it and, like, just to, like, be flabbergasted how much is cut out through the movie, so. Mm -hmm. Right, they just... Or just how much, how fast they speed through it. Like, it's literally like, if you're in a car, and the book the book takes its time, it's going down the highway at 60 miles an hour, you get to still see everything through the country and everything like that. And then, the movie is like, okay, your friend gives you, or you're riding in a car with your friend who has a Lamborghini, and instead of just seeing the scenic route, he's just going to blow past it at 130 miles an hour, the cop's going to pull you over eventually, so the whole ride is now rotten. And yeah, that's how it is. Descriptive. Now, if Nikki, if you want people to follow you on social media, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Untapped, all those good things as Nikki Muggle or Nikki Muggle One. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Dakota.Wegan. And you can find me and all of my good and bad uh, cartoon reviews at DeviantArt.com under DW Drawings. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Timothy Rooney Two. You'll follow me on Instagram at TRooney Ten Twelve, and follow this page. Um, follow obviously this podcast on SoundCloud.com. Follow my Facebook and YouTube page under Through the Lens Productions, where our short film Halloween Reborn is up. So I hope everybody's enjoyed this podcast, Prisoner of Azkaban. Hope we were, I hope we were entertaining enough for everybody. I hope we didn't get too quiet or anything like that. So hope everybody's enjoyed this podcast, and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Zool. I'll be just saying good night. Good night. Good night.